Welcome to the Egg Makers Podcast. I'm your host, Michael James. Here, I ask the question, how do makers relate to the tools and materials they use, and how does it shape their process? This podcast is part of my thesis research through Royal Roads University. For more information, please visit theeggmakers.com. In this episode, I chat with our newest maker, Cassandra from Kay's Gem Creations. Although new to the maker world, she shows a ton of passion and skill in wire art. During our conversation, Cassandra made a tree of life pendant using simple tools, copper wire, and a labradite stone. To see images of the pendant or Cassandra's process, please visit her page on theyagmakers.com or follow the project on social media. Okay, um, so back in 2018, I had a New Year's resolution to take on a new art project every month, like something different. Okay. Before getting into the sort of like professional world, like doing something creative is uh, originally what I wanted to do. It doesn't pay a lot of bills though, so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Fair enough. Yeah, so I was getting pretty miserable, so I decided to start doing a new project every month. I think my first one was I wrote a short story. Okay. Um, I got into uh, painting, miniatures, um, there's some embroidery and needlepoint and stuff like that, and then that carried over into 2019, Mm -hmm. um, and I just decided to try wire wrapping, just like okay. something really simple. Okay. Um, but it really, I don't know, it just grew on me. I like okay. it a lot, yeah. So where did the, where did you first see it and what is it that um, kind of drew you to it? Um, I had a collection of rocks, like a huge collection of rocks. They're kind of all over my place now. Oh, so okay. I had a few um, cabochons lying around. So I thought like, well, what can I do with it? Um, and did some poking around on YouTube and I found uh, a tutorial just on how to do like a really simple I wonder if I can show you. Sorry, this area is yeah. like a mess, but oh, <laughs> something kind of on the simple side, like without a okay. lot of weaving. It's just like just some straight wires, um, kind of locked into place. Um, um, and then I really, really enjoyed it. There was, um, you know, a, a lot of different things that you could do, and then it just sort of growing and evolving and mm-hmm. as soon as I had like a lot of them I was like well I'm really enjoying this so um, I decided to make it more of like a instead of moving on to a different creative project say in like April or whatever sure. I started last year um, decided just to keep going at it and then make a little bit of a side hustle. So you talk about enjoying it mm-hmm. which is I mean most of us can kind of get but what is it that really makes you enjoy it? Oh, um, sorry, for the some of the more detailed and involved pieces, which is what I really like to do, mm-hmm. it is like a, a way to just completely shut down um, and just okay. get very, very focused on details and not have to think about what happened at work or what's going on in life or whatever. Um, when you start getting into like a zone of making patterns, mm-hmm. um, it's just like completely relaxing. It's okay. the best stress relief I've had in a while, so. Cool. That's why I get into it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And they're they're pretty. I mean, it's nice to look at. I've always had a thing for gemstones and stuff like that. So okay. it's nice to just kind of play around with it and take something that's already really pretty and try and elevate it and make it wearable for someone. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So what are we making today? Um, just a pretty standard uh, tree of life with a, a woven frame. I've already gotten it started only because I figured, well, first of all, it's hard to count and talk at the same time. Sure. Because like I said, when you're getting into this sort of pattern sort of stuff, it's, um, uh, I don't know, it, it really draws you in, I suppose. Okay. I'm not able to concentrate on much else. So. Oh, okay. So okay. essentially, yeah, just wrapping this little guy 
with a tree mm -hmm. um, or in a tree, I should say, and then just like building a frame around it essentially. Okay, awesome. I was gonna say, I mean, yeah. So if I look at some of your pieces, mm -hmm. I mean, you, uh, a lot of these pieces are really focused around copper wire. Yes. Is that the only nope. wire you use? I definitely, I use sterling silver as well. Okay. Um, sterling silver is great for custom pieces because mm -hmm. um, a, a lot of people want that. Um, and it's really good for certain colors of stones. I just find like the cooler toned stones look really good with silver. Warmer tone, you know, like greens and things like that look really good with copper. But the oh, big okay. one is like copper's a lot softer. Yeah. Um, so it does what you want it to do a lot easier. So you find it like just the, the, the pliability of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's more like responsive, I guess is, you know, you just, you can't really get like such tight weaves or like bends to it. It just kind of wants to do what it's going to do. I still like it. I like the look of it, mm -hmm. but I, I tend just to, unless I've got something specifically that I want to put in silver, it's usually copper. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you kind of gravitate towards copper. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. One of the, what I think is interesting about this anyways, is there's no um, heat at all. There's just no soldering or anything like that. So you oh. gotta get kind of creative. All you got is some wire and a gemstone, essentially. And then some, uh, a few tools to try and get things. Uh, so right now I'm just attaching some of these like middle gauge wires okay. um, to what I've already gotten started as like a frame. So on top of making like a tree, which I think are just really pretty, it's also mm -hmm. trapping the stone to stop uh, it from okay. moving anywhere. Okay. And talk to me about the stone. Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm really, really fascinated by rocks and things like that, but Labradorite lately just like, well, ever since I started making this type of jewelry really talks to me just because it's um, the way that they change colors. It's um, a type of feldspar um, and it's actually kind of colorless. Like when you look at it the mm -hmm. wrong way or if you look at it directly through oh, yeah. to the light, it just looks gray and kind of mm -hmm. murky, but... Uh, the way that the, s the stone is formed, it kind of grabs light and throws it back at you yeah, it's in got different that colors. Yeah. Greens and yellows and, mm -hmm. and blues maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, generally speaking, Labradorite is blue. Like when it's gemstone quality, that's mm -hmm. what they're looking for. I didn't realize until pretty recently that it comes in all these like crazy colors. So mm. um, because the stones only flash certain ways, mm -hmm. I'll usually um, want to just like take it to... Like if I, if I put it the wrong way and mm -hmm. I set that in jewelry, it probably wouldn't look really good. So then once I've picked the right way to set it so that like if this, somebody's gonna wear it, if this is the way it's gonna be worn, I wanna make sure that that's how it's ah, gotcha. going in here. Sometimes I'll find stones that I think are going to look really good. And then once I've got them here, it's like, well, shoot, like that's not really <laughs> looking that's not the what way. you thought it would be. Yeah, and so you've kind of gotta um, find different ways to find different ways to uh, set them so that it really gives off. It's called a flash, right? Yeah. Or the Schiller effect, but. So talk to me about your tools. It's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah, like super straightforward. I've just got a couple of sets of pliers. Mm -hmm. um, this one I've just got wrapped up in tape right now so it doesn't scratch the metal. Okay. Um, these ones are just like bent nose needle pliers mm -hmm. for some more detailed work. Um, these are needle, no, round nose pliers. Mm -hmm. um, so just for like grabbing and doing swirls and things like that. And then just a pair of cutters. I mean, 
And then you got a knife and a chopstick. <laughs> yeah. I've tried using, sorry. <laughs> so, sorry, that looks so threatening. No. Um, I've tried using an awl before to get in between wires. It just mm -hmm. doesn't really want to work. Um, so this is just an old knife that I'm not using anymore just mm -hmm. to, if I need to, um, make some like wiggle room in between wires oh, or whatever. Okay. Um, so it's there. And then this is essentially just for making the bail. So like the loop at the top that'll... Mm -hmm. um, oh, where it'll hang from. Yeah. So you need to have these tools, right? Because like, it just wants to slip through your fingers. <laughs> so grabbing onto wires is, uh, or using the tools to grab onto the wires just pulls everything a lot tauter than you'd be oh, able okay. to normally. It was the, the first piece of jewelry I ever made was with a tree of life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty, I don't want to, I mean, uh, frankly, it's kind of a common thing to see when, when you're doing like wire wrapping jewelry, but it's a, it's really pretty. And it's also like a really effective way of trapping a stone. Cause that's the biggest thing. Like if you're not doing it right, because mm -hmm. there is no metal and you're not soldering anywhere, mm -hmm. you're going to, if it's not trapped properly, you're just going to like lose a stone somewhere. Right. Right. And that's the worst. I just like, I would like it so that if I'm selling somebody a piece of jewelry or giving it away as a mm -hmm. present that they're not going to, you know, lose a stone or have to send it back or be like disappointed with their jewelry essentially. What keeps you doing this? Um, what keeps you coming back? Like you've obviously done a tree of life before. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know. Um, uh, I get a kick out of it. Um, they're slightly more complex. They're some of like my, in terms of uh, selling them, they're some of the bigger sellers. Like they're, this is the type that I've sold the most. Okay. Um, and it's also just, I don't know. I, I just, I, oh, sorry. I really like the way that they look. I like that they're, they tend to look different every time also, mm -hmm. um, especially when you're playing around with like different numbers um, of wires, I should right. say. Um, they're also, some of the stones that I order are like what you would consider to be flawed and I, oh. I like them that way. Oh. Um, so sometimes, you know, like a color, um, the color of the stone looks really, really good, but there might be a spot where there's no flash on it at mm -hmm. all. Um, and then I wonder, one, two, three, four, five, six, okay, yeah, I'll just put it here. Um, so yeah, sometimes uh, there'll be a spot where there is no flash and it looks kind of like modeled and not as pretty. And mm -hmm. so you can cover that up with a tree essentially. So mm -hmm. your tools are interesting mm -hmm. because it's so simple. Yeah. Now, do you ever find like you, you want to explore something else because there's a new tool out there yeah. or the industry has a new way of doing things. Do you, do you ever, does that ever change your, the way you do things? Um, for the time being, not really, but definitely I, I would like to explore being able to use like hot tools and things like that. Uh -huh. I, I would, so back in high school we had, uh, like jewelry making was part of our art class. Oh wow. Um, so I've got some of that experience, but the problem is like space wise, there's not really anywhere that you can set up like a soldering tool, um, gotcha. set up a soldering tool and like a huge polisher and mm -hmm. things like that. So, um, it's kind you of know. your space is limited be as a result. Really limited. Well, then also, like, this is not something that I, uh, I don't want to say, like, I don't want to invest 
money into mm -hmm. but um it's <laughs> this is just like a, a bit of a side hustle like i i don't really personally see the need to go like absolutely nuts buying new tools and things like that right when what i've got is working for me for what is essentially a hobby how long do pe how long does it generally take you to make a piece um, I tried to time it a couple of times. It, it absolutely just depends on how I'm feeling and like when I need to take a break because most of the stuff that I do is like after work and I'm kind of limited on mm -hmm. hours and things like that. But so a frame would take me maybe like 45 minutes just to run this pattern through. Yeah. This might take me, I don't know, give or take uh, 40, another 45 minutes. Yeah. And then you just need to kind of attach everything together okay i look at this one this yeah. one's finished and it's kind of got a bit of a snake pattern across yeah. the top when i turn it over it looks mm -hmm. like you've paid just as much attention to the back than the front mm -hmm. is that true yeah definitely um some of them don't look as neat on the back um the big thing with the back is like you need to especially because there's no internal frame on this one it's just a stone inside mm -hmm. essentially a strip of metal you need to make it so that it's not going to fall at the back. It's but you could just put a couple front. of wires. Like, you've paid oh, attention yeah. to the way it looks. Mm -hmm. Well, but it's also about not wasting any material either, right? Okay. Um, I could cut off more wire um, and just, like, zip it along the back. Uh -huh. But I've got all this extra wire from making a bale. Uh -huh. So why not just use that, extend it down, and then secure okay. everything? So talk to me a little bit about... Mm -hmm. um, like as you progress, like you said, sometimes, you know, copper will break or mm -hmm. wire will break. What do you do in that situation? Um, see what I can do to salvage it. Like if it's, if I'm already like really um, invested a lot of time into it, I'll see that if I can um, see if I can't salvage what's left of it. There's, I mean, I don't know, you can kind of see in here, there's like bits of it that there was oh, not really yeah. anything I can do with. Um, the silver especially, I will try and salvage what I can. Yeah, but, um, you know, sometimes it really is just a matter of like scrapping it and just like starting over. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to take this craft? Uh, essentially just doing what I've been doing. It's, it's first and foremost like something to do as... Um, a hobby. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, it definitely doesn't hurt to be making some extra money on the side, but I don't have any sort of like illusions that this is the type of thing I think that I could just like quit my job and do. Mm -hmm. um, there's Would not you a, want to do that? Yeah, definitely. I think everybody does. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It would be really nice. It's you may not want to take this to be a full-time thing, but mm -hmm. how, where do you want to explore? Like wh what else do you um, want to explore in this? Yeah, there's like a if it's relevant at all there's like a style that I'd, I'd like to explore it's called like heady style and so rather than uh, something that's so structured and um, uh, you know you have to plan this ahead a little bit mm -hmm. this heady style is just really like thrown together and just like wrap things where you can and you use all different types of sizes and shapes of metal because it's not just round wire like I also use square and um, oh. half round wire because they'll, they'll achieve different sort of goals or uh, <laughs> achieve different sort of looks so yeah, totally um, so that I would like to get into um, for sure what inspires your designs uh, usually it's the rock itself like there's uh, 
you know, when I was talking about how like the tree of life, it's good for kind of covering up flaws. Like mm -hmm. for me, it's because I've put a lot of time uh, into picking out stones that I think are particularly unique or, or really, really pretty. It's usually something that I'm just trying to showcase. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's what gets me inspired. Cause like, I don't know, I just, rocks are just really pretty. What do you see um, like in your final piece? When you finished it, what do you yeah. what do you remember about it? What do you see when you see it? Like is it, I, actually I don't even want to give you an example. Um, yeah, for me it's really just like the time, I suppose, and the concentration that went into it. Cause like I get that a lot too. Like people are very kind and they'll say some really nice things, but it's just like, but do you have any idea like how long it took yeah. to make this or like yeah. the amount of concentration? Not that it bothers me, like, cause that's exactly what I, I was looking for, right? Like this mm -hmm. part of the appeal is the concentration, but it's like, you know, that the time that it took into curating or, or collecting the stones so that I could turn it into a piece of jewelry. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the, um, sometimes like straight up tedium <laughs> of yeah. getting something like this done. Um, you, you just watch me struggle <laughs> for like five minutes trying to sew these two pieces together. Right. Um, so, so things like that, like they don't, not that they don't appreciate it, it's just like, it, unless it's something that you're kind of familiar with doing, like it just wouldn't occur to you to think about these things. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I get it, but nobody's really interested in hearing about the process so what happens when you get frustrated um i just take a break and it does happen yeah a lot um uh sometimes the breaks take a lot longer than they should like i, I like anybody who's ever had like creative burnout before mm -hmm. uh, there was a solid like almost month where i didn't get anything made or done i just like could not find it in me to to want to um sometimes it's just a matter of like i don't know i just need to go and watch a couple youtube videos yeah and chill out um but yeah definitely definitely do do need to take breaks for sure M most of the people that i've sold to like face to face know kind of what goes into it i haven't had but yeah there, there's been a couple people who are just like well i can't afford something like that well okay then don't buy it like sorry but uh -huh. <laughs> you know like that's not really i i get it like but there's other cost effective jewelry that you can wear so you know d just do that um but yeah no i i definitely I, i've heard stories about people you know <sighs> It can't take you that much to make or, or whatever. It's, you know, I've, I'll, how about I pay costs? And it's like, well, cost doesn't really you pay are, for yeah. the, the time, right? Yeah. That you put into it or like the effort or... Um, Your knowledge. Yeah, that too, for sure. Thank you for listening to the Yegmakers podcast. If you'd like to know more about Cassandra, her work or this project, please visit theyegmakers.com or follow me on social media. Next time we're heading into the forge to visit with Sean Cunningham, a blacksmith from Front Step Forge. He sees the maker world differently than anyone I've interviewed. Please check it out.